Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah, no, I think so. And, like, our defense right now, and I know everybody in this room knows this, like, our defense right now is legit. I mean, like, we are in my mind, one of the best defenses in the league playing right now. And, um, and we're playing as a unit, right? So we maybe don't have a lot of big names. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 39. Once again, I'm John June. Got my guy, Greg Penniman. It's week 12. Greg, what's good? What's going on? What's going on, Fantasy World? Uh, It's getting close to that playoff time. I'm feeling great. Uh, Man, it's it's money time right now. We got to get going. Let's go. Oh, yeah, man. Let's get to it, man. Week 12, it feels great, man. We, you know, approaching that playoff stretch. But we got to adjust to the, uh, the news that's coming out, especially with these injuries. Um, and some other issues as well, not not necessarily injuries, but what do we got uh, in the wide receiver world right now going on, Greg? Uh, yeah, so some major uh, key players out there uh, like Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, you know this guy is elite wide receiver one in fantasy. Uh, he's going to undergo his MRI on his hamstring uh, in the next day or so. So we're going to no, get he, a feel. I believe he did. Oh, he did? Did get the MRI? Yeah, the, we got the results of the MRI at... Um... He he's a, apparently supposed to just he's going to be day to day. They say he could be uh, he could return next week after the bye. Um, but the the thought was that he, I mean he wanted to play return to the game against the Chargers on Monday night, but right, you know, right. wouldn't let that's him. adrenaline and stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Plus, especially you don't want him re-aggravating, especially with the bye coming up. But they did have the MRI, so he he is day to day with that. Okay, so probably expecting back after the bye, best case scenario, which is good. Um, yeah, going that back would be to, great. Yeah, it would. It would. Robert Woods, uh, he's still, Sean McVay is saying he's still dealing with his uh, personal family issue. Uh, let's hope that things get better on that side, and um, we'll see what happens on his scenario. But um, there's really no timetable for one of these situations. So um, expect, you know, Brandon Cooks. He's uh you know out of concussion protocol, so expected to be playing Sunday. So that's a good boost for maybe this Rams offense. Um, and Brandon Cooks owners out there, uh, and also T. Y. Hilton. Uh, you know in a walkthrough today. Uh, you know going through a Thursday game, so they don't want to go too hard on practice this week. But he's labeled as a full participation in walkthrough. So that's you know good news for T. Y. Hilton owners. Uh, so wait, so he play. participated in a practice that really didn't happen yeah you know he he lined up did the lazy like uh little shuffle you know uh getting those uh one-handed catches and walk through that's how you do it you know look good and walk through but do it well <laughs> yeah yeah i mean obviously ty coming back from the calf and i mean obviously he's got the, we got the thursday night game so you know we'll touch on <clears throat> that and what we should what we should do there with uh in terms of fantasy owners but uh amari cooper uh, what's his deal? You know, he played fifty five percent of the snaps in week eleven. Uh, but what's is he going to be available on uh, Sunday against New England? Uh, well, the boss Jerry Jones, um, he expects him to play. Uh, Jerry Jones, I, I don't, you know, 
believe him to be a liar. I, th- I think he's a, a guy that, you know, is going to say when his players are going to be there. He probably had dinner with Mike Cooper, invited him over, got a real good chat with him and stuff like that. So I think he's going to be out there. But uh, I think if he's going to be limited, that's another question. Uh, he could be, you know, he got the, the that 55% snap share. That wasn't a, that's not a very good number for him, especially wide receiver one. So expect, you know, maybe a, a boost to Randall Cobb, who's already been doing well. He was on our waiver pod. Um, he's been doing well the last couple of weeks. So uh, keep an eye on him. Yeah, Randall Cobb is someone that, you know, obviously we talked about, um, you know, last or the week prior and then uh, after, you know, this week, this previous week, because he's, he's been on a roll. And uh, as we were saying, you know, leading up to this matchup against New England, you know, they're going to have to, for, the Cowboys are going to have to have somebody else beat them. And maybe that somebody else is Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about the uh, the wide receiver situation in Pittsburgh, man? What's going on with that one? Oh man, the Steelers, man, it's, it's looking rough out there. Uh, Juju, you know, he uh, and both Deontay Johnson taking tough, brutal hits uh, on last Sunday. Um, so you gotta expect them. I, I wouldn't expect them prior to play. I think Juju's definitely not expected to play. I'm not sure the word on Deontay Johnson, but I would have contingency plans in place for both of them. Um, I would air in the worst case scenario they're not going to play so uh as far as james connor uh he's questionable every week as he always is um he's you know week to week as you know i'm not sure if he's going to be able to play but he's going to be a game time decision most likely uh if you're the Jalen samuel owner hopefully you kept him uh keep him in that back pocket um and yeah be always ready to play him as an rb2 um he's had enough opportunity to prove himself to get that RB1, but I'm not sure if he's – I could label him as that uh, for a handcuff. I would say, you know, a solid uh, RB2 to low end. Yeah, so with the uh, wide receiver injuries, Juju's dealing with a knee injury as well, apparently. He suffered a knee injury on that hit that he took mm. in that game against the Browns. Um, did walk into the locker room with a brace, so he's expected to be out. Deontay Johnson, um, according to James, his teammate James Washington, he was a full participant in practice. Um, but again, it being a concussion, mm-hmm. we don't know. So, um, you know, if he's completely out of the protocol, then obviously he's sh- then he's cleared. But um, you don't know if you get a Sterling Shepard like situation or if, right. you know, then Brandon he Cooks, yeah, Brandon Cooks, and you know he ends up missing this. <clears throat> so. I mean, the matchup's good. They've got Cincinnati, so, I mean, you know, he could be there for you, especially if no Juju. We know Deontay Johnson um, will, t- you know, then get more targets because he's already sharing the lead target share with right. Juju. So, that would, that, I mean, maybe that's something that we look at, but we'll take a look at that later in the week. And then, you know, James Conner, I would expect him not to play because, I mean, even if he does play, you can't count on him, you know, because the, the odds of him leaving again again with an injury. So uh, high. You know, so, so high. high. So especially right now, owners are trying to get wins. You know, you don't want to take that risk. It's probably not one that you sh- you would you would be, I mean, you would want to take. And then Jalen Samuels, I do like him a lot, um, especially as a receiver. But are you have you have any interest in Trey Edmonds as a, as a runner in this one? Um, just, uh, maybe they might be up in this game, game, but it's a divisional game. I don't see it being too crazy where Treyman is going to get involved a lot. Maybe because Janice Samuels hasn't dominated the carries in production. Maybe Trey Emmons could get some intrigue, but I probably wouldn't start him. 
Yeah, no, I think he's somebody that, you know, I would, if I were desperate, I would look at just because the matchup is so good with Cincinnati. Um, and then you know, like like we've been talking about, Jalen Samuels, they don't really trust him as a runner, it seems like. They 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 uh, lean on him more as a receiver out of the backfield, an extension of the run game that way. Um, but Benny Snell is also somebody that could potentially come back. Mike Tomlin said he's excited to see uh, what what he could possibly do this week uh, in terms of coming back to practice. So maybe this is just a muddied situation that we just lean on Jalen Samuels, like you were like you were saying. So um, all right, man. What about <laughs> these 49ers? What's going on there? Oh, man, this this entire team. It's banged up. Uh, basically, all these guys are going to be, you know, game time decisions. The only uh, that guy I can guarantee is going to play <laughs> against the Packers is Jimmy G and Tevin Coleman, honestly. Um, Matt, Matt Breida is banged up. Uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is banged up. Debo Samuel is banged up. Uh, you know, George Kittle is already banged up. These guys are all all banged up. Uh, I, I would have contingency plans in place for, for all these guys, um, especially for the receivers, Dante Pettis will definitely be a guy uh, on the radar if, you know, Debo or Emmanuel Sanders, one of those guys, can't go. Um, and then, you know, Matt Breida, if he can't go, I, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be able to go. I have to guarantee one of them. Um, so, Morser may be back on the radar a little bit. But uh, George Kittle, he said he felt 100%, you know, last week. Um, not sure if he's going to be able to play, but, uh, you know, that, that was a good sign. Maybe he's, he's going to be the one that's back. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what goes on with this Niner situation. Um, you know, George Kittle, I think he was a DMP today, right? So that's yeah. not, yeah. So um, he's had so much time off with, with that groin, knee, or ankle, whatever it is right right now, right? Because I feel like it's changed three times in the last two weeks. But, um, you know, Rob Dwelly somebody that we I guess we can continue to lean on, you know. The yeah, time being. in a good matchup against the Packers, right? too. Good matchup, so. Yep. Yeah, uh definitely so i agree with that too so um yeah it's gonna be something that we just have to monitor throughout the week right so yeah um and then sterling Shepard, what's going on there he seems like yeah i think this is time protocol yeah uh he's he's still in the protocol but um I'm, you know he's got a projection on some yahoo sites he's got a projection on espn so that, that's good signs i think he's uh expected to play um it's a surprise i think if evan ingram's gonna go but um yeah sterling Shepard. Lock them in. I, I think it's going to bring down the value of Darius Slayton, though. So those Darius Slayton owners out there, um, you might want to temper your expectations for him. Uh, and you also Golden Tate is going to be there as well. It's probably going to be more of a Golden Tate starting Shepherd show. Yeah. I mean, what if the uh, – what if, uh, you know, Sterling Shepard – because they, they Evan Ingram's a receiver. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah, man. he is. This dude doesn't play tight end. He's just listed a tight end on your fantasy <laughs> team. But that man is a receiver. So what if they, you know, you know, the his absence opens up more targets for guys like for guys like a uh, what's what is this guy's name? <laughs> Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, man. Get my Giants right, yo. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he's always in play for for that for that big playability as well too. So, um, if you are in a pinch, maybe you maybe you can play him. But are you going to play Sterling Shepard his first game back? You you you're not. Um, not about they got the, the uh, Bears. I probably. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be hesitant to do that. In a PPR league, I, I think I would in in the flex though, because just I feel like he's still going to get targeted a lot. 
Yeah, I mean that's the hope. I just I would find it tough if if it were me week week twelve and I have to win these next two weeks and I'm you know trusting. Yeah, no, nah, I'm trying to win now. Yeah, I don't think so. You're right. <laughs> um, all right, man. So that's I mean that's it. We all that's all we got for for news and injuries, right? So yep, yep. You know, AB AB apparently tweeted at the at, at Robert Kraft. He tweeted an apology. So um, is that is that something that's newsworthy? I don't want, nah, I don't want it. Don't need it. You don't want it. Don't I mean, want he it. was picked up in some leagues, man. He always will be. He, he always will time. be all year, right? Yep, all year. Yeah. Maybe next year too. He's gonna be. He might get drafted <laughs> and everything. Oh man! All right, man. Let's get to the trusted and trash it. Um, yeah, man. Leonard Fournette, man. He only had 15 carries last week. He disappointed. He was a. He was a jag. Other than you know the, the mascot, he was a, just a guy on Sunday. clever that was clever so um doug marone said he wants to get back to establishing the run against the titans on sunday greg do you trust that or trash it man yeah uh i'm definitely trusting this um if you know doug marone uh he seems like an old soup type of guy yep this guy Leonard Fournette, has been getting a high volume number up to this point i see no reason why they wouldn't go back the jaguars were successful when they were doing it uh, maybe they thought you know Nick Foles is back. They see the they see the brand new car. Uh, they just just came back out out of the shop, so they want to use him a lot. So, but uh, I think they need to realize Leonard Fournette helps balance the offense. Yeah, man, Leonard Fournette is you know he's always been the engine that makes this this car go right. So like yeah, you know there's no reason to get away from that. The thing we loved about Leonard Fournette, um, just as a fantasy asset all year, was that. He he's the opportunity's been there for him. He's third on he's third on the season amongst running backs in snap share with ninety point two percent of the snaps. He's second amongst all running backs with opportunity share in eighty eight point two percent of the opportunities. He's ninth in carries. He's sixth mm-hmm. in targets. Like this guy is getting all the work. So um, I think that Sunday was an anomaly, and I think that the the Jags get back to doing what they do. Um, and I think you know if the league of extraordinary people we've got. A later trade deadline than most. Um, you know, a lot of the leagues that I'm in are, have a later trade de- trade deadline. So if you are in a league with a late trade deadline, um, maybe Leonard Fournette's somebody that you could go buy, man, because um, you know he's he's got a nice schedule coming up. Uh, the playoff schedule. I mean, he's got the Chargers, Oakland, and then Atlanta. Which you know, the Atlanta defense, man, we got to figure out what to do with that. Yeah, one, man, this is crazy. <laughs> two weeks in a row. I, I thought it was a fluke. I said it. <laughs> On air, and they did it two weeks in a row, so I don't know what to say now. Yeah, man, we might have to reevaluate that one, but obviously we'll have more about that going into the set into Saturday's um, preview show. But getting back to Leonard Fournette, um, I think he's a buy. You know, and this this Nick Foles presence in the offense, uh, you'd have to hope that you know him being a veteran quarterback, um, him, you know, the, the the Jags haven't given him all that money. Uh, that he maybe. They uh, this offense takes another step, right? We've already seen DJ Shark 15 targets. We saw that what that turned into into a, a pretty good uh, Indianapolis Colts defense. So you know Leonard Fournette, man, he's got to he's got to get rolling in uh, down the stretch here. So I I trust this man. Yeah, definitely, um, for sure. I totally agree. All right, man. Let's get to the the next trust of the trash. We got Tyler Lockett, man. Obviously, he was out with the leg injury. Uh, Pete Carroll says he expects Lockett to play. Uh, he participated in a walkthrough. So, um, what are we what are we making about this one, Greg? You trusting or trashing 
uh, Tyler Lockett's availability on Sunday? Um, I yeah, I I want to, I mostly want to trash this just because of who said it. It's Pete Carroll. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> Pete Carroll is like literally the most optimistic guy in the world. It's great. It brings great energy to the team. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL. But he thinks everyone's gonna play. So um, even if even if it, Tyler Lockett is actually expected to play, I don't trust it just because of the man that's saying it. So. Um, I'm a trashers. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on this one, man. I'm trashing this. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trusting this. <laughs> Dude, you, you said you trusted her or you said you trashed it? <laughs> I, I trashed that, uh, <coughs> you know, that Pete Carroll expecting, like he's going to expect to play. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. I thought you were saying, never mind. Okay, so you're you're tra- you're trashing that he's going to play. So you don't believe he's going to play. Yeah. Okay. I believe he's going to play, but I with you in the fact I don't believe that I don't want to believe it because it's Pete Carroll who says right. it, and he's always optimistic. So I with you on that, but I do think he will play. I selfishly don't want him to play because I have some DK Metcalf and um, that's true. You know, he had a twenty five percent target share the last month, and you know without Tyler Lockett, you have to imagine that goes up. But um, I guess you know while we're on the topic, what do you? What are you doing if you're the Tyler Lockett owner? Are you going to go pick up Josh Gordon? Are you going with that wide receiver handcuff? Nah, nah. Wide receiver handcuffs, you know, only go for <laughs> uh, a, cu- a couple couple cases. I guess, you know, uh, they're playing the 49ers. T.Y. Hilton and Zach Pascal. That's true. T.Y. Hilton and Zach Pascal. There you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're going to go there, but you're not going to go Tyler Lockett. Yeah, and... because you, have you seen the game splits with Zach Pascal? And besides the last two weeks, he's disappointed. <laughs> But before that, it was reason to believe <laughs> that Zach Pascal was a good T.Y. Hilton backup. You know what? And I would agree with you on there is no reason to believe that Josh Gordon is not going to be, uh, would not have a role without Tyler Lockett, except for the fact that when the the uh, Russell Wilson-led Seattle mm-hmm. Seahawks needed two pivotal third mm-hmm. downs You're absolutely in right. that game against the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. They went to Josh they went Gordon. They went to Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, both times on his the first, route. His first, his first game with the team, he hadn't even practiced for a full week, <laughs> right? Nah, yeah. That's but, trust. Or no, he did. That's, yeah. That that's is trust. Right? And it's Russell Wilson, right? We're not talking mm-hmm. about, you know, we're not talking about Mason Rudolph here. We're not talking about, we're, we're trust, trying to trust Zach Pascal or Brian Hoyer. <laughs> yeah. Or this is Russell Wilson, so I think that if you are the Tyler Lockett owner, I think you could have a little bit of faith in Josh Gordon this week. Um, given Maybe not because going, of him, but they are against getting the 49ers. Yeah, the matchup, I don't know. Well, they're going up against Philadelphia this week. Um, oh, yeah, Philadelphia is right. Right, they're going to – yeah, they're going to – was the last game. But they're going against Philadelphia, right? So that's um, supposedly a been a pretty good matchup on paper, right? So yeah. they played their hearts out last week against the Pats. yeah. And I would have to imagine with, you know, a little bit more time, because um, like you said, they did play their heart out against the Pats. And they had they have, you know, that was after the bye. You know, that was after they got some pieces back in the secondary. So it is something to watch because, you know, their success rates and stuff in terms of efficiency, according to sharpfootballstats.com, was pretty good last week. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, trending in the right direction. But, um, you know, we'll, it definitely is something to watch. But I think you can do it if you're the title rocket owner. All right, man. So let's get to this Thursday night game. Um, we've got the six and four Indianapolis Colts 
traveling to Houston to take on the 6-4 and four Houston Texans. This is an AFC South Thursday night matchup. The total is 45.5 points. The Texans are 3.5 point home favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? Man, this is one of the toughest games of the year to call, uh, but I'm, I'm going to take the Colts to win. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts to cover, obviously, and then I'm going to take the under in this game, AFC South. I think it's a tough matchup. Uh, I think if the Colts are going to win, I think they have to, you know, they, they're going to use their defense. Um, but, yeah, it's gonna be, this is going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be a field goal game. Uh, the Colts are just playing very well on, you know, the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and they get T.Y. Hilton back. Uh, I think that was really the difference for me because uh, Houston, they, they got embarrassed last week. I see them bouncing back, especially uh, in the divisional game. They're home. Um, but, yeah, T.Y. Hilton gave, maybe gives a slight edge, and the Colts take it. Yeah, man, I'm 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 with you on all your picks. I'm taking the under, I'm taking the, the Colts to win. I'm taking them against the spread. You were right. This is one of the toughest games to pick. Um you know, this Colts team has played well all year, you know, despite Andrew Luck retiring on them two weeks before the season or Jacoby Brissett going down with a knee injury or their entire defense being injury riddled or Marlon Mack breaking his hand. Like, you know, this team has been through countless amounts of adversity and they've just, you know, they've just persevered through it all. And I, I think that's a huge testament to Frank Reich. And I, I really don't – I'm not a, a huge believer in Bill O'Brien's ability as a, as, a, um, as, a, as a head coach and as a game manager. So I, I give that edge to Frank Reich here as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that, man. Um, in terms of this, the matchups and things, um, you know, we were talking about uh, Deshaun Watson and, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and this tough matchup against Indianapolis. Um, but you still have faith in them to produce this weekend, right? Yeah, definitely. Those those two guys um, are studs for your team. I would expect them to roll them out there. D-Hop has had touchdowns against the Colts in the past. I see no reason why he shouldn't get one tomorrow night. Yeah, it's um, that's that's all. Like, obviously, it's Deshaun Watson. He's he's a stud, so I'm I'm gonna start him. I am. Yeah. I am nervous. A li- I will admit, I am nervous a little bit about the matchup. Um, I know we were talking about bounce-back games for Deshaun Watson and what he's done after games where he's had a bad performance. Um, But, you know, this actually, you know, Indianapolis was one of those teams where he had a bad performance against. He finishes the QB 16 in their Week 7 matchup. Um, And, you know, this Indianapolis team gives up the 20th most fantasy points to the quarterback position. So, you know, they're, they're pretty good in that aspect too. But, you know, like I said, still going to start him. Um, Deshaun, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, he's had success against this team before in the past. We saw what DJ Shark did last week. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe, you know, they took some things on, they put some things on film that, that, the, that the Texans could take advantage of. Um, what about the, um, what about T.Y., man? And, you know, coming back from the injury, um, I mean, are you, you, you trust him 100% to, to, um, you know, despite the the injury and the risk that goes along with playing him, but you know, you're you're trusting him in this matchup. Yeah, absolutely. This man's come back from injury before, fresh off a game and killed. He's done it this season, uh, fresh off an injury and done well. He's 
He's the number one receiver. They obviously need him. This is for the division lead this season. Uh, I, I plan on you know starting him up in all the leagues that I have him. I have him in a lot. So uh, yeah, I have no, I have all the faith that Ty would be used um, tremendously. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I, you know, I had some reservations, you know, with the calf and everything, but you know, this isn't week three, man. It's week twelve, and and you know these. Teams need wins, but, you know, selfishly, we us as fantasy owners, we need wins too. So, T.Y. Hilton, he's going to my lineup. Um, I, I I don't have a lot of them, but where I had him, I put him in this morning, um, you know, presuming that he will play. Um, and, you know, the matchup is great, man. The Houston mm-hmm. Texans give up the seventh most fantasy points to the wide receiver position. So, and T.Y., he's the Houston Texans killer. So, um, especially, you know, Either in Houston, I mean, obviously they play in you know both those stadiums or domes, but um, he kills them, man. And and you know we said it last time about Ty uh, that he was going to kill the Texans, and I, I'm pretty sure he had a big day. I'm I'm actually kind of trying to find his finish right now, but um, yeah, Ty Hilton finishes the wide receiver 11 against the Texans in Week Seven, so. Um, That's what I need. Definitely like that a lot. So, yep. uh, if but obviously if we like Ty despite the injury and all, that means that we gotta like Jacoby Brissett, right? Oh yeah, definitely. He's he's a very popular streaming option this week. I think, um, or if you just had him on your roster in general and ha- holding him from injury, he's definitely a guy. Yeah, you want to start. Houston's just not a good defense at overall. The quarterbacks, the running backs, or the wide receivers. Um, yeah, start up Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, man, Jacoby Brissett's somebody. I mean, he finishes the QB four the last time these guys these guys faced off. So um, he's definitely somebody that uh, you could, you should have some confidence in in this matchup against Houston. You know, these Houston Texas team very bad against the pass. Uh, they're twenty second in terms of pass defense efficiency in the last three weeks. And again, they've been trending even further down since the loss of of JJ Watt. So, you know, continue to attack these guys. But I think one of the the biggest questions fantasy owners have about this this game is is what the Indianapolis Colts running back situation is going to be. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we talked about Marlon Mack. Yep, broke his hand. Um, you know the the Indianapolis Colts have had Jordan Wilkins, who's you know he operated as the backup running back there um he wasn't healthy obviously Naheem Hines his role is what it is as the you know as an option out of the backfield more of a a pass catcher receiver than he is a a a ball carrier um but then Jonathan Williams man he's somebody that you know he came out of the came they promoted him from the practice squad following Jordan Wilkins injury uh and he you know he got an opportunity on Sunday after Marlon Mack fractured his hand so you know, is he somebody that you feel fantasy owners fantasy owners should have confidence in going into Thursday night's matchup? Um, so I think yeah, he'll he'll definitely be involved. Um, I think it'll be more of like a little committee between him, uh, Wilkins and Hines. Uh, Hines being the passing down, maybe third down back. Um, maybe and then Wilkins maybe coming for a drive, and then also Williams. Um, so I think I would start him as a maybe a, a low end flex. I think for me. Um. Yeah, he got a good matchup, so I think it, out of the three, he might be have the most, he might get the most carries. So I, I see him as a flex, low end flex this week. 
Yeah, uh, I actually I'm very bullish on Jonathan Williams this week. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, as I dug kind of more into this, you know, Jordan Wilkins is, you know, he obviously was the primary backup or is the primary backup, but he has been injured. Um, and, he, you know, he hasn't, and he's had opportunities in the past with Marlon Mack being, um, you know, banged up because, you know, that does tend to happen. Uh, and Jordan Wilkins hadn't really done anything with those opportunities. He hadn't done much. Um, and then, you know, Jonathan Williams gets this opportunity on Sunday and, you know, you know, I think it was only 10 or 13 carries. He breaks out for, you know, over 100 yards rushing. It was the yeah. first time ever, ever that the, the Indianapolis Colts have had two 100-yard rushes in a game. Um, so, you know, I don't think that you can not get the first opportunity at the job um, after rushing for 100 yards and stepping up the way that he did. And, you know, Jordan Wilkins, yeah, he's coming back. He's coming back healthy, but... What incentive do they have to, you know, I mean, obviously not give him a full workload, but, you know, why not let this kid run? And, you know, hearing Frank Reich talk about Jonathan Williams, he was saying that, um, you know, him and the GM, the general manager, Chris Ballard, you know, they have a lot of of faith. They have a lot of trust in Jonathan Williams. Um, a lot of the stuff that they've seen him do was, you know, it's, it's the stuff that he does on the scout team and, and you know, on the, on the like working on the practice squad. Um, but Sunday was the first time they got to really see him finish runs because uh, obviously he's playing in a game situation. And, uh, you know, they they loved the way that he was finishing runs. And that's something that, um, you know, I think fits very well with this Colts offense because, you know, we talk about Jacoby Brissett and this matchup and, the, and, and whatnot. But, you know, the, the strength of this Colts team is in the offensive line. And, you know, that's part of the reason why Jonathan Williams, Jordan Wilkins were top waiver wire, uh, waiver wire priority ads because – no matter who runs behind this offensive line, you know, they're going to have success. So I am very bullish on Jonathan Williams. And I think that's one of the things going into this matchup that fantasy owners have to try to get right is which one of these guys is it going to be? Is it going to be Jonathan Williams? Is it going to be Jordan Wilkins? Is Naheem Hines going to have more of a role? And whatever you think is going to happen, that's what you have to, you know, make your decision based on. But I'm planting my flag on Jonathan Williams. Yeah, I think out of the three, I would choose Jonathan Williams. I just think, you know, it'd just be... Uh, flex day, probably ten nine point five to like ten points. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm bullish, so I might go fifteen, sixteen. Word. <laughs> um. All right, man. Uh, anything else in this matchup? You got a bold prediction for us today, man? Um, I like. I think I like these Colts tight ends a little more. I think they one of them score a touchdown. Yeah. I think. Uh, Which one, Greg? You uh, got one? I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Ebron this week. I think Ebron, Ebron gets in the end zone. Yep. Yeah, I mean he he was a squeaky wheel uh, a few weeks ago. He was a squeaky wheel, but you know, and that led to twelve targets after having a, a closed door meeting with Frank Reich. Um, apparently, I don't know what the issue with him was in the game. Apparently, he was throwing up on the sideline, hmm. didn't get much action, and then Jack Doyle didn't get a target. So, um, and then he didn't practice earlier in the week, but then he returned to. Uh, you know, I guess a practice today in the walkthrough that they had. So, you know, maybe he will play, but I do like, I do like that. Um, you know, that Eric Ebron could score a touchdown. So, yeah. I, uh, I'm with you on that. But if Eric Ebron's out, I do like Jack Doyle though. I yeah. didn't like the Jack whole Doyle. Zero yeah, absolutely, definitely, thing. definitely, definitely. Oh yes, yeah. and don't be afraid to play Carlos Hyde as well. Yes, play Carlos Hyde. 
We said that. Yeah, we're... We didn't say that. We were talking about it. Okay, yeah. Play Carlos Hyde. Just based <laughs> off the volume, you got to play Carlos Hyde. Um, are you playing Duke Johnson? Um, no, I'm def. I don't. No. Not definitely, but um, I think I'm fading him. Yeah, I'm, I'm think I'm. I'm cool. I'm not gonna. Yeah, not gonna do that. Um, what about the Indianapolis DST? Oh yeah. Um. Well, they're definitely in a must start. Maybe they. I think they'll get some maybe a turnover but i don't think they're gonna like have a huge day it is Deshaun. um you know i don't think he has two horrible games back to back and they're at home so um but i think you can start the colts i think they have a a good a solid day yeah i think you can start them as well i mean the houston texans um i mean the last time they played the houston texans they they finished as the deep as the 12th ranked overall defense um i mean actually if you it's it's kind of funny. Some of their best matchups come against uh, – some of their best finishes have come against the best quarterbacks they've played. Like Pat Mahomes, they finishes the defense 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was um, outside of playing against Mason Rudolph. You know, that was their top finish. So, um, yeah, I, I think you can play them. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, you know the risk that you're taking. You're betting against Deshaun Watson there. But um, I think that you – I think you can get away with that. Um, all right, my bold prediction. I'm going to go with Jonathan Williams finishes as a top 24 running back on the week. Top 24. Yeah. Uh, that 15, was, 16 sounds like top 20. I don't know. You might want to bump that up. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to bump that 15, up. 15, 16. Top tw- all right, top 20. You know what? I'll give you top 18. Okay. Okay. Word. Yeah. I'm going I'm to go. I'm going to go outside the top 20. Oh, is this a bet? Yeah, this is this is a bet. This is a bet. Oh wow. Okay. So now nah, I'm gonna take 18 then. All right, top 20 again. I'm gonna go. If this is a bet, I gotta do, I gotta go 20. So for, <laughs> 20 and above. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I we I still I still owe you for that Daniel Jones bet by the way. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> times. Oh man. All right. Whatever. Um. All right. Anything else in this matchup? Anything? Nothing. Uh no, nah, I think we covered it. Um, it should be a good game. Um, this is gonna be a tough AFC South, nice old under game. Yeah, man. Uh, it'll it. I think despite the the lack of actual points being scored in this game, it will be a good game, like you said. So it'll be competitive, like you said. AFC South, those games tend to always be competitive, no matter who's playing in them. So, uh, yeah, I like that. All right, man. Well. That's it. That's all we got, guys. Thursday night. Have at it. Um, hope you guys are in position to to make those playoff runs. And remember, guys, please, 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 if you got a Thursday night player playing in this game, do not put them in your flex spot. Put them in your wide receiver position or your running back position if you have to. Um, because if you, you know, like Robert Woods had a, had a family emergency, right? Couldn't play. And if you had played him... You know, if you'd played Deontay Johnson in your flex, you wouldn't have been able to, you know, flex maybe Robert Woods to, uh, I don't know, LaShawn McCoy, who is available in a lot of leagues. So uh, don't want to lose that flexibility, guys. So make sure those, that person is in your uh, in, a, in, a, in a wide receiver, running back spot or tight end spot if you're flexing two tight ends because I know some people do that. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Um, Please leave us a rate, follow, review, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever it is that you're listening to us. And 
Good luck this weekend. And we are out. We out.